and welcome to Metaverse Cast. Earlier this year, I was invited to be a mentor in a startup accelerator program in the Metaverse blockchain space led by Brink India and Animoca Brands. And now the accelerator program is finally open and taking submissions. The program is called CK Advancer. In this episode, I'm talking to Karan Keshwani, the managing director of Brink India, about the program and their thoughts behind it. Submission is open only until December 30 this year, super short period of time, but it's the first cohort. So if you're interested, if you have a Web3 based startup idea that is aimed at the Indian market or in the Indian market, then this is something you should definitely check out. Hello, Karen. Thank you for taking the time and uh, telling us a little bit about the Brink and the Animoga Brands program. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you for hosting us. Can you tell me a little bit about you and uh, and the program? Great. So I'm based in India and a blockchain enthusiast. I've been an operator and an entrepreneur my whole life, uh, working in the startup space, working in infrastructure engineering, then worked in investment banking, um, did my engineering at Cambridge and MBA at NCAD. So I was always in the investing space post that. And the Web3 uh, blockchain sector took interest to me. And that's when I joined Brink around a year ago now. And um, Brink, so I'm the MD for Brink in India. Brink is a global venture accelerator. It has a presence in eight countries, um, Hong Kong, China, uh, India, Bahrain, UAE, Brazil, and in Europe. Uh, we... We, we our, our main purpose is to promote startups and back game changers to create to create transformative ideas. We work across sectors. We started off in the IoT and the hardware space. We then moved to health tech, clean tech, med tech, or we're very active in the food tech and the alternate protein space. And now most recently, enterprise SaaS and of course blockchain. Uh, blockchain. Uh, I'll tell you a bit about since we're talking about the blockchain program here today. I'll tell you a bit about that. Um, Animoca invested into Brink around a year ago and decided to invest $100 million to be a, be a, it's a $100 million program to invest in early stage startups in the blockchain space. We also have a $50 million program with Sandbox to back startups in the blockchain metaverse space who want to build on the Sandbox. Um, the idea is we invest ticket size of $250,000 for 5 to 7% equity uh, into, into the startup. And we also offer mentorship. So in our in our in our accelerator programs, the companies which are selected, they go they get get a binding term sheet, which means they get definitive capital once they're selected. And then for three months, they work with our teams, wherein we help them in product development, go to market, tokenomics. We have we assign them a mentor where they get mentor foundership sessions, and they graduate through the program with the end of a demo day, where they can meet more investors and more and, and more customers to scale their product further. Sounds great. Uh, in the blockchain space, there's been a lot, a lot of stuff going on for the past year. Uh, yeah. So, can you tell me a little bit about what have your thoughts been around what has just happened, 
And what do you think is going to happen uh, next year, especially with this program in consideration? You know, are you looking for something different now than you would have like a year ago or something like that? Yeah, so it's been an interesting year with Terra Luna and then now more recently FTX. And, 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 and you know, it's not, it's not surprising that the, dude, what has happened has happened and it's something for everyone to learn from. And I think the primary issue is regulation with DeFi. So the issues have happened all in DeFi and the decentralized finance space. And you know, I believe that we have centralized finance, which is the way it runs now through SWIFT or through centralized banks and, and, and federal banks and, and uh, the, the, the scheduled banks. The other opposite end of the spectrum is the way it is running right now called decentralized finance, where it's entirely decentralized. But we have to get something in between called regulated decentralized finance, where regulation needs to come in and it becomes regulated decentralized finance. And that will happen. Uh, we are seeing so many countries adopt CBDCs. And as CBDCs are adopted, we will find that regulation will have to come in at a global level. So that's one. Uh, second, yes, the sentiment is down. This year, we invested in 41 companies. We were looking to invest in probably 80 companies companies through the program next year but we've 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 downsized and we made a target we have, we have an internal target to invest in 40 companies globally for the program india is just one one of the countries we are operating in but globally we would like to invest still in 40 companies through this program next year so we are still committed we still have the pool of capital um i believe that it's a great time to build uh, for investors, it's a great time to enter since valuations are low. So products with builders, which are good builders, which can develop, which have great ideas out there, the capital will be available. Maybe at maybe not at the valuation that they demand, but at, but, but 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 the capital is still available for builders who are ready to build out there in the environment today. Great. Yeah, you already mentioned it a little bit um, in what you just said, but you know what who what type of people maybe on a personal level what type of entrepreneurs you know what's the qualifications or, or personal types that you are, you are looking for no so we usually we usually we, we usually always look at a team which is at least two co-founders uh, we don't like investing in single founder teams because we believe that they that that those you know it's difficult to, to run that so we look at two co-founders where one should at least have and one of them should be a CTO and have technical industry experience to actually deliver the product. Um, so that's the kind of founders we look at. Um, but just to give it you a more um, tell you what are the other factors that we look at when we when companies apply. We have a we have six six factors which we principally look at. We start with the business model. What is the idea? What is the revenue model? What is the TAM Samsung for the for, for the particular business? So the business model is number one. Number two is the product. Uh, is a product out there? Is there a is there an IP behind it or is there a POC in place? If there's a POC, can they can the founder show us some sort of demo? Has it reached that stage? So the product. Third is the people. So as you already, already said, we already look at the, the the team and the people behind it. This is the are they doing this the full time? How committed are they to the process? What is their background? Have they exited a previous startup before? And how committed are the students in the future? So the people. The third is the traction. Have they generated any revenue so far, or have they listed? Have they done any NFT drops? Is there a white uh, is there a white paper involved? So we look at the traction um, and is the revenue. Then in the number fifth is something interesting, which is only for Web three, which is the token. Which is the token? Are they planning planning to list a token? Is it listed on any exchange already? Uh, how far are they are they away from listing uh, the tokenomics behind the the tokenomics behind the product? 
So that's the token. And the last is obviously financial health. What is the burn rate? What is the runway uh, for the for the startup? Uh, you know, are there any previous investors who've invested? Any other institutional investors or friends and family? Uh, things like that. So we have the six principal factors. Just to summarize again, the business model, the product, the people, the traction, the token, and uh, finally the financial health. So this is uh, the, uh, this is the the model which we follow to initially screen the startups. Yeah, great. Thanks. Uh, I know there's uh, quite a lot of mentors on the program. I'm uh, happy to be one of them. Uh, what uh, what did you? How did you find your mentors, and what did you look for in terms of uh, skills and and criteria to uh, to select your mentors? So I think three things. One is obviously technical skill with the non technical knowledge of the industry of the Web three space. So we have found mentors. Uh, second, not limited to, a, we, we personally believe that Web3 is a borderless and collaborative community where we don't believe in any border is beyond physical borders. And it's uh, that that's the future of the Web3 space. So not limited even to our pro my, this program is particularly for the Indian market of a startups which are listed in India or looking to enter the Indian market. We looked at founder we have mentors, which are across geographies. So we're not limited them to only being Indian mentors. So across geographies and third is enthusiasm and commitment, which is the interest of the founder of the mentors uh, to support the startup ecosystem and interest at their side to work with the mentors and uh, work with the founders and guide them and actually have time available to do that. Great. Yeah, you, you just mentioned it a little bit uh, because something that I think I understand, but I just want to make sure that I'm clear because it's aimed at the Indian market so that means that it's indian startups but it could also be startups outside of india going into the indian market is that correct absolutely so that's what's on the website it's either startups in india or global startups which have a product market fit for india so global startups who are interested in the large indian india the 700 million internet users 350 million gaming population uh 600 million facebook users so uh, so it's 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 related to global startups who'd want to enter the indian market great and you just mentioned the uh, gaming and i know that uh, i've been following uh, following animoca for for yeah. a bit and i know that they are quite heavily into gaming, gaming. Yeah. and uh, and and again in the past two years we've seen a development you know from this like heavy play to earn uh, themes and i know at least here in the west most of those have gone to a more like play and earn to win and earn kind of like back to the esports kind of thing what what what's happening in the east uh, around that theme yeah so i think we the play to earn is of course a common theme which is now heard of and play to earn gaming blockchain gaming uh, is there but we are extending it further we believe now there's also something interesting which is we are developing called learn to learn and earn So edutech, right? So edutech is a booming industry, but we can have games which can. We have a uh, we have an interesting founder who's who's we are talking to who's who is building the Egyptian civilization as a game. So players can learn about Egypt and learn about the Egypt. You know, Egypt was one of the initial civilization. We've all studied that in history. But having a learn and earn concept where you can play the game and you can learn about and get reward token points. So that's edutech is learn to earn, and also health tech move and earn. So you can create by by doing healthy actions, by eating sustainable food, by doing by working out. You can earn reward points and post to what you've done and actually earn tokens as health to uh, as a move and earn or health tech health uh, be healthy and earn. So we believe that 
the these concept of decentralization and tokenization is making all this uh, is has all the stakeholders involved as owners and fractional ownership which is permitting us to expand play to earn to even learn and earn and help to earn other other domains yeah and i think i think that that sounds great i think the the main issue with these everything to earn is you know where's the flow of the economy is it coming from a constant flow of new users which we've seen plenty of models and they usually you know when interest dies out the the economy ecosystem has a tendency to crash or is the economy coming from something else uh, usually it's like burn rates within the game or, or the system uh, what, what's the current uh, thoughts around that when people are you know i'm thinking if if somebody has a something to earn thing and they're going to apply you know, what glasses are you going to look at their uh, like token ecosystem? So because now that we know that most of them kind of fail, so what what will you be looking for? Yes, yeah, so I'll answer this in two parts. So initially, I'll just give some introduction to why is this two-earn concept come about. The two-earn concept has come about because of decentralization and the network effect. On the left side, we have the centralized corporations, which is the kingdom of Facebook or the or the universe of uh, Google or, or the, the world of uh, um, Amazon. So you have the centralized companies which own our data. And we, we know, we know, and they, and they own us completely. We don't give earn revenue uh, by posting on Instagram. Now the idea is in decentralization to earn where you, you own your own data, your fractional owner, there's fractional ownership. The consumers are incentivized to incentive and they, and they and and they can earn through tokens through a decentralized exchange through tokenization. So that's the concept where to earn has come into the you know into the branding. Uh, and to answer your question, what do we look at in the uh, for earning games? Of course, is the tokenomics, and we actually offer support to uh, because of the Animoca Ventures team um, with us as mentors. We have various other mentors as well, where we offer deep tokenomic support during the accelerator program to our founders and our startups. So most of them come in without a token, of course. They have an idea. They have some kind of POC in place, but then we develop it for them we, through the program. The idea is that they complete the tokenomics at the end of the program and have a and have a date for white paper listing in the future soon enough. Yeah, great. Uh, because that's I think that's what most people they need in this whole tokenomics uh, thing. They need help. You know, they need people with a financial background who understands the, the flow of things. Uh, because one thing, if you're a creative game designer, uh, another thing is to understand, you know, the impacts of uh, pulling the different levels uh, in the tokenomic system. All right, great. Uh, one of the things that I always ask people in terms of, uh, you know, we have a metaverse focus here, which you, you have to talk to with about blockchain where you're talking about metaverse as well. But looking into the future, what is something that you personally are most excited about when you think about metaverse uh, blockchain like on a completely personal level no so at a personal level there are a couple of things i'm most excited about i would say the, the metaverse space and of course decentralized finance Today, um, you know, we had around the value of the TVL, which is the total, the total volume uh, TVL was 60, was uh, uh, 250 billion into in the first quarter of this year. 
two years ago, it was zero in 2019, which is the total value of digital assets was 250 billion. Now, after the crash has fallen down to 60 billion, which has removed all the speculation and all of that. But the idea is how we can make it 5 trillion within the next five years time, right? And today there are only 5 million wallet holders in decentralized finance, whether it's exchanges or any kind of uh, protocols or wallets, that there are only four, 5 million wallet holders. Taking those to 200 million to 300 million wallet holders is the, is, 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 is the key, right? And and we I see that possible, right? And that and and there's so much there, there's so much inefficiency in the banking system. Um, for example, even now with the with the SWIFT was down for Russia, right? The SWIFT blocked Russia, and people are not able to get payments through SWIFT and right. But but that 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 is an example of inefficiencies in the banking system. That everything goes through scheduled banks, it has to go to a correspondent bank, and there's so much money lost just to an exchange rate, right? And I believe decentralized finance is a solution to that. And we've seen the amount of money being printed with eight trillion dollars printed for COVID. Decentralized finance is another solution for that. With CBDCs come in, they have to have a one is to one collateral, or you cannot print you cannot print digital currency. So that's going to solve the problem of you know quantitative easing and all of that, which we have with the, with, with currencies. So I think decentralized finance with regulation. We've seen the problem now with uh, you know without regulation what has happened but regulated decentralized finance which will be global regulation it has to be global because web3 is borderless it's collaborative so it's something that's something really i'm interested about and of course the metaverse i think uh, around two billion people are the population of two billion is gen z and they spend more than eight hours online uh, so that's uh, assuming you're awake for 16 hours a day or 17 hours a day that's 50 percent of your waking time online is what the children of the future and, and people of the future are doing so the metaverse is incredibly exciting animoca is a, you know is a big investor in the metaverse space sandbox which is one of the largest metaverse is a is a animoca brands portfolio company but of course we they can't just be one metaverse we believe there'll be a metaverse of metaverses and there'll be an eventually be an open metaverse where this interoperability allows between all the metaverses put together yeah i think that's that is also what i hear from you know it's that's my point of view as well and it's also from what i hear from people that are working with it definitely you know multiple metaverses and people call it one thing or the other but but definitely yeah. one thing and if, if we look back at the beginning of the internet you know the tcp ip was like an open source uh, protocol and right now you know, it's the big companies uh, finding for, you know, creating the standards, uh, but hopefully in time, it's going to be more, you know, flow and we will see uh, yeah. many different uh, variations. Uh, so they will yeah. be more free and open for everyone. And as a program, like I said, we're putting in 100 million. We're committed for this in the long term, in the long run today. There are around 300 million users who have digital assets. It's similar to what the internet was in the late 90s, where in 99, 2000, there were only 200 million people on the internet. So we believe that the next decade is going to be about Web3, and we're going to see a strong transition of people coming to Web3. We have heard now Instagram is going to post NFTs and give 5 to 25% royalty back to uh, creators and uh, artists. So, so, so we're already seeing a change, right? We're already seeing a uh, distinct change, and 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 things will move will move more towards the Web three space. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I'm very much uh, into uh, NFTs as uh, tickets. You know, you want the cool uh, concert tickets back. We've already seen plenty of examples, airline tickets and stuff like that. And uh, NFTs are just like the perfect thing for for bringing uh, tickets to and and royalty programs to a totally absolutely. new level. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Great. Thank you very much, Karen. Is there anything yes, that you want people to know? You know, we're going to share all the links in the show notes to everything uh, regarding the program. But is there anything, you know, that you want to talk about or to let people know about the program before we end? Yeah. 
so we'll have this program every our cohorts every six months. So we have two, uh, one, two to three months of uh, application, legal, and due diligence to accept the startups. Then we have a three-month accelerator program. So every six months we'll have a cohort going. So that's going to be there for the you know for the next years to come, five years to come, hopefully. And uh, uh, so this one is a bit tight because the applications end at the end of December. We know it's the holiday season. So if you're out there, try to just put in your effort and take out an hour, take out an hour from your time and put in the application. We really appreciate you to do that. Otherwise, it's always the next one, but we'd have to wait another six months. Okay, great. Thank you, Karan. I'm looking forward to uh, participate and uh, see what happens. Thank you, Jasper. Thank you so much. And we're looking forward to you being a mentor and connecting with as many teams as possible when the time is right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed this quick introduction to the CK Advancer Accelerator Program. I think if you have a startup, and I've been involved with a lot of tech startups over the years, I think you can hear that these guys, they know what they're doing. You know, they've done it many times before. They know exactly what they're looking for. They know everything there is to know about tokenomics. They have vast network, vast experience, many super successful use cases behind them. So getting inside a accelerator program like this, I'm pretty sure is going to do wonders for the right startups. I'm looking very much forward to participate and get involved with the founders in the program and just help as much as I possibly can. Thank you very much for listening. And this is also the last episode of 2022. And there's a lot of cool stuff planned for 2023 more on that later things are going to be shifted around a little bit but it's all going to be for the better so with that little cliffhanger i wish you a merry christmas and a happy new year